Welcome back to Amigas y Café. This is your host, Ana Lilia, and I'm here with you with another episode. Can't believe we are totally in December. We're counting down the days for Christmas. And I have to tell you, it's been, I keep saying every episode, it's been really busy. And um, it has been busy, but it's also been great. I want to share with you guys that one of the things that I'm constantly doing as hectic as the days kind of get with the holidays and out of routines and different trips, multiple trips to the store because of the holiday parties or activities and and such, I want to say the one thing that I continuously keep working on is the communication. I continuously work on communication with my children as well as with my husband and even with my family because sometimes we try to say something and they hear something else. So today's episode, I want to talk to you about communication and what I do to make sure that I am communicating effectively and that my family is hearing what I'm communicating and that they're understanding from my point of view what I'm trying to say to them. So I'll start off with my younger one. One of the things that I definitely do at pickup because usually every day I pick him up from school, is I check in with him right away because he's a little bit younger. He wants to know right away. He wants to share everything. And while he's got that high intensity of sharing, I want to capture that high and I want to get as much information as I can from him. So, of course, I do ask, how was your day? But one of the things we have established is we're not allowed to answer just with the one word answer. So if he says good, he will give me his, he says, I have evidence why it was good. He gives me his evidence of why he had a good day. And he'll go on to tell me, you know, it was a really good day because today, and of course the usual, I was able to play with my friends at recess. I had PE, that usual stuff. But then I will push a little bit further and I'll say, okay, well now tell me what was one of the best things about your math lesson today or what's something new you learned about math? What is a book you listened to at story time today? What were you reading? What were you writing? So I'm very specific with, I can either find out the books that they're reading directly from him, just asking. I can ask him about the math he learned a new strategy or something he's putting to practice. I get a lot of insight from the classroom from him, but I have to give him those questions he's specifically answering. So he'll specific answer about math. He'll specifically answer about reading. If they went to computer class, I will ask him, you know, what's something new you learned how to do on the computer today? And he'll elaborate on that. But typically, and I know sometimes when I'm in a rush, I will sometimes just say, okay, how was your day? And I'm like, okay, hop on, let's go. Because I have to run or I got to do an errand. And he's been so, you know, what can I say? He, He keeps me on my toes. He definitely keeps me on my toes. And one of the things that he tells me right away, he'll say, mama, you're not listening. Mama, let me tell you, but I need you to listen. So I'll be honest. As young as he is, he sometimes give me, gives me that check that I need to make sure that I'm fully present, that I'm not trying to reverse and just go and drive and get to my next destination. 
I will sometimes just pause. Literally, I'll sit in the parking lot and just ask him. Once I feel he's shared with me a little bit, he kind of like pauses. And once he's shared with me a few things, then I know that I've given him those moments. He has felt that I'm present and that I'm listening, not just listening, but that I'm involved in his conversation and fully present. And that's really important because the children are able to pick up on our demeanor, on our actions. If we're, you know, changing the, I don't know, trying to reverse, changing the presets, etc. So he is able to pick up on that. And he notices and lets me know right away, mom, I need you to, I need your attention. And I tell him, I try to create a safe space in the car by, you know, telling him if he says, oh, no, I don't want to share with you because you might be upset. Um, I got in trouble at school or I made a bad choice. Um, I tell him, oh, it's okay. It's safe. Share with me so we can learn about what happened and tell me the details. Give me details. And usually to him, that means, you know, he tells me every little thing that led up to the event, whether it was him uh, switching lunch with the friend or I don't know, he he was playing around in one of the, the classes. He'll he'll let me know right away. And but I assure him like, OK, well, you said it was a bad thing. Now tell me, why are you telling me? that was not okay for you to do because you understand that you're explaining that to me. What can you have done better? What can you, what could you do next time when you go in or how are you going to change that behavior? And it's funny because I've heard him give me examples of how he's going to change his behavior or maybe the, the seat he chooses when they go to library. He said, you know, I shouldn't sit next to my best friend because then I want to talk and I don't focus. So anything where he's able to share and then I give him that opportunity to reflect on what he's sharing are excellent strategies for communicating. And I'll be honest, that's not just good with our children. That's even good with anyone else, with the coworker, with our significant other, with even a conversation within ourselves. Like, what could I have done better? How could I have changed it? How can I improve? That self-awareness is so important and it creates a deeper level of uh, communication and conversation. So... As you know, I my older son, he's uh, now a teenager, and I do the same thing after I talk to my to Adrian. I'll then ask my older son, and I'll say, "Okay, Diego, tell me about your day." And of course, teenagers, he'll say, "Good," and but the same rule applies. You have to tell me what was good about your day. And then he'll go on into great detail. You know, it was really good because today in history class, it's usually history class he's sharing about. Um, today in history class, X or Y happened. And this is, this is the discussion we had. This is the homework I have. And something that I then do, I say, oh, that's great. Now tell me about math. What was different about the math lesson today? Or what's a new strategy? What problem gave you the most difficulty when you were working with it? 
And that gives me a little bit of the academic side. But in reality, I really want to know everything else that happens in the playground, the conversations at lunches and all of that. So then I'll ask, okay, who did you sit next to? Oh, what did he have for lunch? And before you know it, he begins telling me about his friend and everything him and his friend ended up talking about or if they made any plans to hang out over the holiday break or anything that they found they have in common, anything they shared, any any work, school projects they're working on, etc. But it does come with specific questions. And there are days that I could just tell he really doesn't want to talk. And I kind of respect that. And I leave that alone if in the car he's not ready to talk or doesn't want to. But I'll be sure to ask those open-ended questions, whether it's once we get home and he has time to decompress or perhaps over dinner. And then I'll ask him questions. You know, um, who did you talk most to today at in Spanish class? Or who did you talk to most today during language arts? Were you guys in a group? Did you choose your groups? How did your teacher select the groups you worked in today? And that gives me a little bit of info- insight on, first of all, how the teacher sets them in a group, how they work, the expectations. Then before you know it, he continues to talk about and share about his day and sometimes goes on to tell me, you know what, mom, I was so hungry next time, please pack to, uh, pack another burrito or mom, you know, everybody was wondering where I got the tamales from. Everybody said, oh, they smell so good. I mean, he will, usually it's about lunch, but then I'm able to expand that conversation into other areas. And what I've done before, because the age group is so different for my boys, if I, I could, you know, as, as a parent, as a caregiver, you can just tell when perhaps you haven't checked in with one more than the other, and they need that one-on-one time. Sometimes what I will do, I will pick them up. I'll get them a little, there'll be a snack in their backpack. There'll be a snack in my car. There'll be a snack somewhere. And before you know it, my younger one may be sound asleep in the car. And then I'll kind of take the extra long way home where my son and I call it, we cruise. We cruise home and I just, I've even parked. I've even parked and we've just talked about the day. Um, you know, what was the most annoying thing that happened to you today or what's working best this year? What areas are not working well for you this school year? What do we need to improve on? And I've be honest, I get honest feedback from him, but I, but because I think it's a non-threatening environment, meaning it's not while he's doing homework and I'm not telling him, you forgot your book. How can you forget your book? Because there are those conversations. There are those nights where I'm frustrated that he forgot some of his important stuff he needs to work on. And I know it's all a learning grow, a learning process. I know it's all a learning process, but I definitely want but I definitely want to provide that safe space where he's able to share with me and he's able to be honest and tell me, you know, today um, I was really upset because I, I didn't understand this assignment or 
you know, I forgot my homework at home and I needed, I lost points. But that self-reflection at that self-understanding without any judgment is so important for him. And both of the boys have different personalities, obviously. But as the, my teenage son, just, you know, being in middle school, it's different. It's completely different. The expectations, the, the routines can be different. And what I want for him to know is that this is a safe space that I will, that I will listen, that I, I will support. But I don't want to come off like, tell me more, tell me more. And then what happened? And then what happened? I just kind of ask, I repeat continuously at times. And other days, I just need to prompt him once. And he's telling me every little thing from every class. But sometimes I do give him some prompting as, okay, well, what worked well? And what was the best thing about the day? What is something you could have improved on um, in the day today? And I'll have those same conversations by the end of the week, especially on Friday. I'll kind of say, okay, now think about your week. What's something you're most proud of this week? And usually it may be, you know, I studied really hard on this test and my grade really reflects it. Or it could be, you know what, I didn't spend enough time studying on this test and I wasn't prepared for it. But having that opportunity to communicate that to me without any frustration, it's not easy as a parent because obviously I want my child to be successful and yes, who's going to look at the, I don't know, the math test in his life in 10 years, we will not remember what his math grade was in, in middle school, but being an educator and being a parent and having a high value on education, honestly, it is important for me that he try his best, that he show his best effort. And I communicate that to him, but I am also learning on how to communicate it to him and still provide that safe space where he can be honest and truly tell me, you know what, I didn't do well because I didn't study versus I didn't do well because I didn't understand this chapter. So communication is so important with your children and we model it at home with our significant other. So if you have someone else or people you live with at your house, just be aware of the way you talk to others because your children are constantly observing you and picking up on those cues, picking up on, am I going to be judged? Is it safe? How honest can I be? And, you know, you have to decide how important is communication for you and what are you going to do to establish a safe space for them to be able to be honest with you without you later bringing it back and telling them, well, you told me that one time, almost shaming them. So what are you going to do to get that honest conversation without fear of being shamed, without fear of being punished and without fear of, well, why should I communicate if this is not going to lead to something good and my mom's going to be upset or my dad's going to be upset. So just be aware of your interactions. Be aware of your interactions with your children, with your significant other. And remember, these kids are watching our every move and they're looking at you. The way you communicate with your husband or wife, that's probably how they are going to communicate with their significant other once they're older. 
So if there's a lot of screaming, if there's a lot of frustration, if there's uh, not a safe space or there's a lot of judgment, that's what they'll come to expect. So just be aware of your words that you choose, the opportunity you provide them to speak and be as honest as possible. Be as honest as possible, as well as letting them know that the importance of reflecting on their choices or on their behavior, because that will actually lead to further communication. They're going to be able to come back and tell you, you know what, I changed this and this worked well, or I talked with my friend or uh, they're just going to be able to reflect on their behavior. And that provides another opportunity for conversation. So Conversation is so important and it shouldn't just be at the time of pickup. And I know that for us, uh, conversation happens right before dinner, during dinner. That's something that I've shared before. I grew up where at the table, as soon as we were done with dinner, we didn't get up. We continued talking about our day. We we asked each other um, different questions about the day. So I continue to implement that with my children. And in turn, they'll turn around and ask my husband and I, well, how was your day? Or who drove you crazy at work? Or, um, you know, how are your students, mom? What worked with your lesson today? So I see them uh, forming those same sentence, but directed at me. And that's important because they are now engaged and having a conversation with me checking in on how I'm doing, what worked well for me. And I'll be honest, there's times I actually have to pause and think. We think, oh, I have the answers. But there's times I have to pause and think. And I might even tell him, you know, let me think about that. Let me think about that and give me a few minutes. I'll get back to you. And same thing, if I'm trying to have a conversation with them when I'm having dinner, the boys will let me know. If I'm not focused enough, they will let me know and say, Mom, we'll talk to you once we're sitting down because right now you're doing too many things. Or I hear them, Mom, we'll set the table so you can just focus on the cooking. And all those things is they're reading even my own body language. They're reading what I'm doing and maybe how stressed I am trying to get dinner on the table after practices or how I'm trying to get uh, things just ready for us not to have a late dinner. So it provides an opportunity again for working together as a family. Communication is key and communication begins from the time the children are extremely young. I remember having conversations with both of my boys. I mean, as little as they were, they were barely able to talk two and a half, three years old. And I'd ask them important questions like, tell me what was your favorite part of the day when they were at daycare and sometimes it'd be a one-word answer cars cars like cars and as they grew up these same questions keep coming up where it's nothing new and even though my older son may be you know wanting more of a little bit of independence because he's a teenager he knows what's expected and he knows that these questions are not going away these questions are just part of what our family does it's nothing new and he knows when his friends come over or when I pick up the friends and 
same thing. I ask him, hey, how, you know, how was your day? What worked well for you or what went great? And something that I do as a teacher, I think communication is so important with all the children. And I try to help this communication carry on to the home because as a teacher, I connect with 24 children. Uh, I connect with 20, 25 children continuously on a daily basis. But the one thing that I do to even as a teacher, ensure that I'm communicating with every student and that they feel they are important and that they feel they are heard. Every day, I have a morning meeting. It takes a few minutes. We sit in a circle. We share something important going on in our life or something that we're thinking about, something we did, something we're worried about. And I'll be honest, the children tell me everything going on at home. Sometimes the children tell me, you know, I'm so excited because um, I'm going to start playing soccer. My practices are on Tuesday. And they share that with me. That leads me to in the future, I can ask them about soccer. I can ask them to write about soccer. I can ask them to draw about the soccer game. Or I can follow up. How did it go? How how did practice go? Did you win your game? Did you? Who else is on your team? The children also let me know, you know, Mrs. Sanchez, I'm not, I, I wasn't able to do anything fun this weekend. And, you know, I'll, I'll kind of ask, well, tell me, share, share with me why. And the kids will let me know, you know, my mom has a new job and she works on the weekend. So I was at my grandma's house, but my grandma can't take me anywhere on and on. So that gives me information of the dynamics going on at home. And I'm able to share some of this stuff at parent-teacher conference. I'm able to tell the parents, you know, your child was worried because of your new job and you weren't able to spend the time uh, with them or, you know, they're just extra stressed right now with your new job. And the parents are so thankful that I share with them this information that the kids are telling me. And I tell them, you know, sometimes we forget. They're little, but they are so in tune and aware of everything going on. This is just a reminder, like communicating with them and not expecting them to, okay, well, they'll just understand without any communication, but rather explaining to them, you know, we're okay. I have a new job. It does mean I'm going to have to work extra, but let's mark on a calendar my next day off and when we're able to do uh, something special. And remember that something special can be any, any small treat, uh, spending quality time, going to the park, kicking around a soccer ball, uh, baking together, anything that you can do, your child will be probably happy. And there's different activities you can do based on their different ages. That communication is so critical to ensure that the children are feel heard, that they feel valued, and that they feel respected and important enough that someone is stopping and listening to their ideas or things they want to share. And in, in return, the reality is 
this is just going to become a habit and it's going to continue to grow. And at least that's what my hopes are. That as my kids continue to grow and, you know, they get into high school and beyond, that they'll always remember those conversations and be able to then pick up the phone and tell me about their day as in the future and and tell me about what worked well and what they want to change and what what they need to improve on and so forth. I guess what today's message is just make sure you're present, make sure you're asking questions and don't just stop. So I know open-ended questions are important, but sometimes even specific questions about the specific subject, about their friends and sometimes starting questions about the lunchtime and the PE is what opens the door for other questions. I hope you put these techniques to use to practice, especially over the holidays if they're away from school and don't have um, school events. It's a great time to catch up. Communication is very important and do whatever you can to make sure you set a good foundation for the family to establish a good communication. Once everyone has those clear expectations, it's a lot easier to have this ongoing communication and for everyone just to expect that we're going to be talking and we're going to be talking about everything going on in our life. We're going to be heard and we're going to be respected. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please follow along on Instagram at Amigas Cafe. Follow along on the blog at amigasycafe.com. Visit Instagram and directly on Instagram, um, you can share it with others. And the link for all the episodes and the podcasts are right on there. Please make sure to share, tell others about us. And especially as we're ending this year, 2019, I want to end it on, end it on a great strong note and um, share with many others. So there's other listeners who could perhaps can benefit from some of these tips that I share, some of these ideas. Let me know. Uh, send me a DM with any questions, any, any ideas, any comments. And thank you again.